Welcome back. Welcome back to season one, episode eight of What Shayro Thinks About It. Stuff on my mind that forms into words and then actually comes out of my mouth. I am Shayro. This week's topics will include practicing. Do I really need to practice that much? Then I thought I was going to be able to do my first episode without talking about Senate confirmed Justice Katanji Brown Jackson. But then someone, someone had to say and do something. And that has been deep on my mind while feeding the hungry. Actually, we're going to talk about it's kind of like dealing with attacks on black women. One guy's. Oh, my goodness. You have to see in here to believe it. But this week, practice, practice, practice makes you not perfect, but it makes you better and you become very comfortable doing what you are doing. Earlier today, my son had his spring recitable. <laughs> that is what the music store he takes lessons from calls it. <laughs> when he first received the material piece, the musical piece he played, he would play a few notes, hit one wrong note and become frustrated with himself because he would always make the same mistake at the same place. He wanted to give up and every time he would come to me flustered and ready to just throw the towel in, I would respond to him with the words, just keep practicing. Take a break when he felt he needed to and don't just over practice, which is possible. Even more frustrated, he would puff up and leave and within a few minutes, I would hear the sound of him hitting the notes again. They say kids are always watching because I'm sure he is tired of me practicing for an event I have coming up. He has even told me that he is tired of my presentation. But he sees that regardless, I have not given up and that I continue to practice. And he sees the improvements I have made with each practice. When I am working with a client and they want to improve themselves or improve the presentation they have, the thing we do more than anything is practice the material. In a time far, far away from here, I was known as the guy who could give an entire speech presentation without referring to the printed speech that had been on the lectern that I had not been back behind since I was introduced. After each time I would present, I was always asked the question, how do you do that? You spoke for 15, 20 minutes and did not look at your speech once. I would always respond that I practice it a lot. Well, here I am going to reveal my secrets for speaking without using my printed speech. And these are the steps according to me. Shayro, someone else probably has some different steps. There are experts out there that may give you this, 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 and this, and the secret to it. Mine is real simple. First step is knowing your material. If you do not know your material, then you will sound like you do not know your material. Speak on or present information that you know or have researched very well. You should be able to, as they used to say back in the day, know your information forward and backwards. Here's where I should say subscript A or superscript A, actually. The step number A1, before knowing your material, organize the material you have first before anything. Before you know your material, your information, 
it should be arranged that it flows in the format of a story. Format your material or information in a pattern that flows with a defined beginning, a defined middle, and a defined end. This helps with your this helps with you presenting your information because it is a story that you have to say part one in order to say part two. And before part three is stated, part two has to have been given to your audience and thus far. Do not allow your story to ramble, which if it's organized and reviewed properly, your ramblings are cut out. Step two for me, and this may be applied differently for different genres. I write my own material or information. The reason I say this may be applied different for different genres. Example, when my son did his musical recitable, he would not have been able to write the music that has already been written, but he can write the notes in his mind to know which note comes next. He is also able to insert notes on the music to remind him to do this or remember this is the tricky part and be sure to play it a certain way. When presenting a speech, this step is applied better. However, when I write my material, this is also embedding the material more into my mind and is also accomplishing task number one and superscript A1, knowing my material. This step is also my first filter of removing rambling. When writing the material, I actually prefer typing it, my handwriting. See, that could have been rambling, but I am sticking to the script. By typing it, I am also able to tell what is grammatically correct due to the wonderful joy of Microsoft Office. This also is my first filter at ensuring that the material flows and is a story. If I'm having difficulty typing that sentence, phrase, and our paragraph, then I know I'm going to have trouble presenting it and I need to look at the formation of that part of the material. Step three, simple. Read what I have written. Step four, this is the absolute hardest step to make when you're preparing yourself to present your information without having to read your speech. After I have read what I have written and possibly edited and made corrections, deleted entire parts that did not make sense, etc., etc., then I do the hard step number four, which is to actually walk away from the material. Depending upon how much time you have from creation to actually presenting determines how long you may be able to take time away from it. Because I am a planned procrastinator, ideally I would start this process one to four weeks prior to when it has to be presented. It is suggested from me that if you have to create material from scratch or you are new to speaking and may have never presented this material before that you should start at least a month to a month and a half prior to the time of the presentation. I am aware that in real life, however, sometimes you do not have that amount of time. An organization may contact you a few weeks or days prior to the event requesting you to speak. If you have some material already available, have some experience presenting, especially this material, and can piece that together for your presentation, then less time could be required or needed per se a week. Please remember, you do have the option to tell them no. That might be a whole nother podcast, how to say no. Your presentation reflects you. And if you have been asked to present once, you want to be asked again. 
If you do not feel that you can give the best representation of you and your reputation is harmed from accepting when you should have said no, then say no or advise that you would love to. But maybe next time when there is more time to prepare, I would take an entire day to just walk away from the entire presentation. I do not pull it up on the computer. I do not look at it. I try not to even think about it or present it in my mind. I walk away from it. I remember in band in high school and even the football team, there was one day during the week that we did not practice. I believe our day was Wednesday. Overpracticing is real. Remember those words I spoke just a small amount of time ago? Planned procrastinator. Sometimes I do not have that amount of time to compose a presentation, learn it, and then present it. I have started a week before And there have been some very few times that I was just a few days before I present that I actually start creating the presentation or even a day. Yes, and even maybe one or two days of time to prepare. However, regardless, I still take that walk away from time. Sometimes that may be a five minute break. Prime example, uh, right now, it's Saturday afternoon, evening, and I am here writing the material for this episode that I hope to have edited and published before the end of Saturday evening that you are listening to right now, Planned Procrastinator. It appears that I do my best work when I am near my deadline. This is not the advice for you, just telling you how Shavro has (laughs) accomplished something sometimes. I remember there was a time in college we received the syllabus the first day of class in January. On the syllabus, it states that a paper would be due the last week of class as part of the final. This was the year I was going to do better. Thus, I went to the library and got the books I would need for my paper in January. It was a dark and mild temperature night in May around 2 a.m. Central Standard Time. The night before the final and the 10 page paper are due at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. I took out my typewriter and found those books in the corner of my room that I had checked out in January and began to type. Not write. No, not writing it, but type it as I wrote it. Yes, you heard that correctly. The paper that I had been informed about back in January here in May, I'm now type writing it oh me 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 i finished the paper about 3 a.m ish central standard time and went to sleep i turned the paper in but before i left the professor said i was one page short he asked me if i could have the one page before 2 p.m central standard time that day i do not know why i said yes sure i'll have it I returned home after the final, wrote the page, went back to campus and turned the paper in and got a A minus. He gave me the minus because I was almost late with the one page. Disclaimer, I do not expect any of my clients to be able to do that. That only worked for me, Shayro, for that. Well, with all of this technology now, computers, Google, Internet, etc., I probably would have been finished with the paper around 2.30 a.m. ish Central Standard Time instead of 3 a.m. ish Central Standard Time. And yes, I have did that on a few papers in grad school. 
I got either a B or an A on those papers. I wrote a speech for Toastmasters a few times the day of the speech, about two hours before the meeting and presented it without looking at the speech on the lectern. Again, I do not expect my clients to do this, nor can I train you how. <laughs> well, let's be honest. Let me be honest. I can train that, but that depends on the person's ability and willingness to do it. I do not suggest for someone to do that. It takes a big toll on the mind, on the brain, your anxiety, a lot of things. Not suggested. Just something that I, Shayro, can do. Not saying it can't be done. I just do not suggest it. But this relates back to knowing your material. If you know what you are going to present, then you know it. And it's easy for you to bring it up out of your memory or to write it down in a short amount of time. Which brings us to step number five. For step number five, I'm going to combine a few things. Step five, practice presenting your material. You may read it a few times just to ensure you are familiar with your material. But again, if you have picked up anything out of this presentation, it is to know your material, your information that you are going to present. Set up sections of your material. Section one, two, three, or section A, section B, section C, whatever works well for you. Work on section one. Have that part of presenting committed to your mind and you are able to present just that section without your printed speech. Know it forward and backwards. Then next section, next section until, you know, all of your sections. When practicing, saying your information, record yourself. You can record yourself presenting each section and then record doing the entire speech. That's my preference. Or after you know each part, record the entire speech from start to finish. Just about every phone has a record audio app on it or you can download some type of app. Then almost every phone now has a video camera on it. You record all of these videos of your cat doing crazy stuff. Record yourself via the video camera of your phone during your presentation. You can record the first take of you reading it if you think you need to. But I want you to record yourself, either just the audio or with both audio and video. No one else is going to see or hear this unless you post it somewhere or you have someone else doing the recording. It is OK to mess up or not get it completely right. This is just part of your practicing and you learning how to do it better. The goal is not perfection, but getting better at it. The better you are the closer you are to perfection. I'm going to interject this in here. Nowhere have I stated or will I ever state you are to memorize your speech word per word. That's not my method. I do not advise that even though that is usually what happens when I practice and present because to me, each word that's in the speech, I like what to be there. It's kind of like what Erica Badu says, her being an artist and she's sensitive about her stuff. I have every word in my speech in there for a reason. I'm one of those people. But for anyone else, you do not have to memorize word per word. Know your material. Knowing your material will help you say the words that you have written out. So what do you forget a word, phrase, an entire sentence? And yes, in some cases, an entire paragraph, as I have. 
when you do the actual presentation, the only person who knows you messed up is you. Another note, if you do mess up, don't let your audience know. Just keep going. They do not know your presentation. After recording your presentation, listen and or watch it. You have these earbuds and all kind of things while you're doing different tasks. Listen to the speech or watch it just doing free times and just make note of what you need to make an improvement on. If your time is very short, you may or may not have time to record again, but you are able to recognize from the recording what you need to work on. If you do have the time to record again, take note of your improvements. Finally, and I suppose you can count this as a step, thus step number six, present your speech and our material and get feedback from someone in the audience. After your speech, just go up to someone and ask them privately, how did I do? And advise them to be brutally honest. The worst thing I do not like is after I do a presentation or a speech and all I get is, oh, you did so well, you did this. In order to help me improve, I need to know what I was not good at and give me some suggestions on how I can improve it. In my mind, of course, I'm going to think, oh, I did well. And that's not being conceited. It's just having confidence in myself that if I put effort and time into this material, I practice it. I knew my material. I'm going to think that, yes, I did the best job I could. But I always look for that feedback that tells me what I need to do to improve upon what I've done, even though I did the speech without looking at the printed speech. I also would suggest have a designated evaluator in the audience who may be your coach or someone you can depend on to give you honest feedback. Do not get upset or defensive about what they say, especially if it's more negative than positive. Use the feedback to improve upon what you already have. In Toastmasters, you get feedback in the form of an evaluation. The evaluation information is designed to help you with any improvements. If you are a member of a Toastmasters club, you can present your speech to members as a practice for when you have to actually present to your real audience. The difference with presenting in a Toastmasters club and are working with a coach, you get to present that one time and you may be able to present again when the next club meeting or if you're able to find another club in the area that allow you to come and speak and present. Your, the timing of how much, how long it takes to do it again and put those improvements to work. When you're working with a coach or when you're working with me, you get to practice it a few times, maybe back to back and get immediate reaction to the improvements you have made. The more you practice it, the more you know the material and information in your speech. Thus, practice, practice, practice pays off in the key part of being able to present your information without referring back to your printed speech. There really is no secret except put in the work and practice. Again, step one, organize and know your material. Step two, write your presentation. Step three, read what has been written. Step four, walk away from it. Step five, practice and record it. And step six, present and get feedback. I did leave out the most important step, which is da, 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 hire me as your coach. Shameless plug. Or at least hire someone who can coach you on your presentation.
website of somethingcrafty.com. You can order sublimation blanks to create your own designs. For customized items and designs, call Nikki at 1-855-CRAFTY. 572-3833. That's 1-855-572-3833. You should give her a try for all your customized design needs and sublimation products. She is great at making custom tumblers, shirts, masks, bags, artwork, and a whole lot more. Go to her site, Something Crafty, S-U-M-T-H-I-N-K-R-A-F-T-E-E.com or call it 1-855-CRAFTY, one 855 572-3833 and see what else she can whip up for you. She is also responsible for one of the artwork designs for this show. Tell her Shayro sent you. Another artwork design I use for the show is the work of the Bougie Professor. She can be found on IG at the Bougie Professor. Her professional work, although not artwork design, is in the field of research at HawkinsResearchAssociates.com. H-A-W-K-I-N-S-R-E-S-E-A-R-C-H-A-S-S-O-C-I-A-T-E-S.com. Hawkins Research Associates offer a variety of research opportunities and services for nonprofit organizations, faculty, government entities, and the community. Tell her Sheryl sent you also. And if you would like your product and our business mentioned on the show, you can reach me at SheryrlSpeaks at gmail.com. That's C-H-E-T-R-O-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. Let's build our businesses together. Normally, this is where I would go into detail about a few things on my mine and I would give my spiel on what has been occurring with the confirmation process of Judge Katunji Brown Jackson. She was confirmed by the Senate over a week ago. I thought I did not have any thoughts on her this week, but the way my mind worked, I mostly want to focus about attacks on black women. Black women. Yeah, just keep watching them. Keep watching because they are doing amazing things. It is amazing how people will mislabel you and put you into an entire category that you do not fit in based off of lies and partial truths of information presented. There are people who now label Justice Jackson as soft on crime over a few cases out of many. She is seen as a judge who does not apply the Constitution to her judicial decisions and as a far left liberal. There are people very upset because of the support of her. I watched a clip of Roland Martin Unfiltered, and I suggest you go find Roland Martin Unfiltered, and you may want to type in Roland Martin Loudoun County, L-O-U-D-O-U-N County uh, of Virginia, and you can find this clip of this. But I watched a clip of Roland Martin Unfiltered where the chairman of the GOP party in Loudoun County, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, of Virginia, Scott Pius, S-C-O-T-T-P-I-O, pronouncing how I hear it, Roland say it, was upset because black women who are Deltas of the sorority, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, gathered on the lawn of the White House when President Joe Biden presented Justice Jackson as the first black woman confirmed by the Senate to sit on the United States Supreme Court. He, Scott 
had a problem with this because they displayed their hand signal and that Phyllis Randall, who is the chairman of the Loudoun County Board of Supervisors, is also a Delta. Then there was a picture posted by former Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms via her Twitter account, who is a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. In the picture, she called for all of the Deltas to the floor to pose for a picture of them in support of the confirmation of Justice Jackson. Now, anyone who knows anything about Roland Martin, his wife Jackie, by the way, is a Delta also. They know he is going to bring the funk, as he always says about himself. Roland ate this man to pieces, spit him out, and then ate him into more and more pieces. This guy, Scott, basically accuses the Deltas of having control of multiple levels of the government in the United States now and question if they have taken power from skull and bones <laughs> and are responsible for the push for equality. Wow. And CRT, you know, critical race theory in our classrooms per his tweet. Should mention critical race theory is not taught in any classroom in the United States or any public school within the United States. Yet we have states enforcing laws forbidding the teaching of it. Whoever advised this guy that, hey, why don't you go on Roland Martin Unfiltered and plead your case about the tweet you sent has to be the absolutely all around worst advisor ever again. Roland Martin, as he normally does, tore through all of the silliness this guy had to say. Although this guy chose to use Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated as his target, he still has no clue. When Roland Martin asked him if he knew which sorority Vice President Kamala Harris was a member of, he said, I would assume Delta. <laughs> At least he had confidence when he said that. I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to be laughing like this at that. The VP is actually a member of AKA, which is Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Both of these sororities are two of the oldest predominantly black sororities in the country. And it has been very well noted of the vice president's affiliation with AKA what I see in this Scott person is that he has a problem with black women who are in power and even those not in power, but those who do not fit his characteristics of what a black woman should abstain to in his view, coming together to support another black woman. These black women are not in a gang as members of Zeta Phi Zeta Sorority Incorporated were called by Aaron Burnett on CNN back in 2015 after a riot in Baltimore. Black women are coming to rise in power in this country and people like Scott are not happy about it. Women of all colors are gaining power, but the rise of black women is what is the most upsetting to people like Scott. Black women supporting other black women as they rise is a beautiful thing. People like Scott fear this and will go to relentless means 
to keep it from occurring. Keep watching. Keep watching. And black women keep rising. Well, my time here is done. That is all that is on my mind for now. Thanks to each of you for tuning into this week's episode. Thank you for allowing me to serve you. Please listen, like, share, and subscribe to my podcast here at anchor.fm slash Shero, C-H-E-T-R-O. And I can now be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Radio Public, Stitcher, Pocket Cast as well. Remember to give me a five-star rating. Tell your friends and your enemies about what Shayro thinks about it. A production of Shayro LLC, where I build confidence by using your situation as motivation. Contact me for speaking events, panel discussions, coaching, mock interviewing, and speech writing and development. If you want to reach me, I am on Facebook at Shayro Speaks, C-H-E-T-R-O-S-P-E-A-K-S, Instagram, at Shayro underscore LLC, C-H-E-T-R-O underscore LLC. Twitter, at Shayro, trying to be active on Twitter more. Or you can email me at Speaks at gmail.com, C-H-E-T-R-O-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. I am also on Clubhouse as at the hyphen Shayro. That's at D-A hyphen c-h-e-t-r-o i do have a room shayro speaks on clubhouse and we'll be utilizing this platform soon we will release a new podcast episode every week and you can also leave a voice message for me via the voicemail link on the podcast website if you would like to support this platform please click the support button also you can buy me a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash shayro c-h-e-t-r-o Thanks for joining in. Oh, to become a better leader, communicator, and speaker, learn more at toastmasters.org. Until next time, I am Shayro, and this has been What Shayro Thinks About It.